talk although today I am drinking a tea I decided to make a lavender chamomile and squeeze a little bit of lemon into it because I have hit my caffeine quota for the day and also I was just feeling something a bit more refreshing and light than an acidic coffee you know those days you just like just can't it's like that stickiness of the tongue I'm like I can't do a coffee right now so let me know what you're drinking or doing down below. And today I wanna to have a an interesting conversation, but one that I want to address and approach as gently as possible because I find this interesting. I think that it's a conversation that's 100% worth having. And there's many different perspectives to take on this conversation, at least the first part of our conversation, actually all of our conversation today. But um, it was actually brought up in my community discord and that's what ignited this idea of hosting this as a topic today and it's basically this debate of whether or not the terms masculine and feminine or masculinity and femininity if they're outdated if they are past what they what they used to be used for and if we need to find better terms to outline what these words have traditionally meant and a lot of the societal pressures that might come with those types of words. So I'm going to dive into the conversation and remain as unbiased as possible. And then I will conclude my thoughts on the matter. Now, I also posted to the Coffee Talk Instagram, which there is a Coffee Talk Instagram. So if you didn't know that already, you can actually just look up Kaylin's Coffee Talk on Instagram if you ever want to be a part of these coffee talks if you want to put your piece or your opinion in i'll usually do polls especially on conversations like this where there can be multiple perspectives so i'll usually do polls and i'll usually leave open questions where people can send in their input and i did that for this conversation i'm going to not only give an unbiased approach but then go into some of the inputs of listeners and then i will conclude with where i stand on the matter so buckle up and get comfy grab a cozy drink and let's have this discussion and please note that this discussion is for literally anyone and everyone from all perspectives no matter where you stand on the matter as long as that as long as we stay respectful and as long as we stay open-hearted and open-minded i think that these conversations are can be super constructive and are totally worth having so let's dive in this episode is brought to you by shopify Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. 
all the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now I have a couple notes because I, I do want to make sure that I am, you know, doing my research and doing my homework when it comes to these types of conversations. Because if I just go off off of my brain, I'm afraid that I wouldn't be having this conversation in a responsible way, you know? So I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into where masculinity and femininity came from and like why these have become such common terms in the way that we know them. And I also wanted to dive a little bit into the science behind it. And this was for my own curiosity because through my therapy, like I've gone, I've been with my therapist since 2018 and she has very, very much helped me better understand the energy dynamics and relationships, the energy dynamics, even within ourselves and what I tend to lean most into feel best in, in terms of, you know, what energies I, I guess, I, what's the right word here? Like when I think about my relationship to Ryan, for instance, who's my partner, like I know that I know where I feel like I'm empowered, what energy I feel most empowered in. However, when I'm at work, it's a completely different type of energy. I'm more so in what would be traditionally known as more masculine energy. Not right now, however, I'm hosting a conversation, so I feel like I'm in my feminine here. But I mean more so like when I'm editing, when I'm trying to, you know, get things done, when I'm trying to gist and get my life together and take charge of my my job. I'm my own boss. There has to be a little bit of that more, again, traditionally known masculine energy there. So I'm kind of already giving away where I stand on the matter, but let me dive into some of the information that I found, some points that I want to make before we get into everybody's opinion. So first and foremost, I think that it is important to note that masculine and feminine have been traditionally used to basically discuss a set of characteristics or attributes to certain identities. Now, the thing where it gets complicated, and it's complicated because us as human beings are very diverse and complex creatures and we have like in my belief we have a whole a whole universe inside of ourselves that goes so far past and beyond the three-dimensional there is a societal layer to this where feminine and masculine characteristics started to also have societal pressures societal roles and societal norms and when those get passed down for generations and generations at a time, it just becomes embedded in culture. So, and not only that, it becomes embedded in specific cultures. So masculinity and femininity can be seen very differently from different, different cultures and through different times within our human existence, our human history. Now, specifically the masculine is known to be associated with things like strength, things like aggression, things like dominance, taking charge. Uh, a sense of stoicism or, you know, oh, what's another word for that? There's a great word for it. Actually, it reminds me very much of my papa, where you're just like, you're very brave. You're very, you hold your emotions in um, and not in a way that's toxic, but in a way that's like you are very grounded in the moment that your emotions can't really sway you. That's really what stoicism is. 
now the societal pressures and roles, and again, that has been tr traditionally passed down. And this is where it starts to, I think, crumble into the what could be outdated is that men, because men tend to have tend to fall under that masculinity and we'll get into why in just a moment but men then get expected to be the protectors and the providers and the ones that make decisions the ones that drive things forward once a decision has been made you know the action takers and then when it comes to the feminine typically traditionally it has been known to be associated with caring or caretaking nurturing sensitivity empathy, really feeling those emotions, not harboring them down, uh, gentleness, softness, communication, community. Women have also been expected to be those caretakers. They're expected to focus on childbearing or, you know, household tasks, keeping a household, um, keeping a family together, keeping contact with family, bringing families together, um, and really that nurturing aspect of the people that they love and the people in their community. Now, this can fall under what you really, I guess, would imagine being like a domesticated woman, which would be, you know, she cooks and she cleans and she's there to heal, whether it's someone's having an emotional day or someone has a scratch on their leg and they need some love of their mom or their aunt or their sister. And this is again where it starts to crumble away. I mean, we could crumble it much earlier, but this specifically, that women are expected to be almost submissive to their husbands and totally supportive of their husbands being the leader of their family, the decision makers, the ones that move things forward. And this is again in a very traditional relationship even that we're talking about here, because you can obviously have relationships that are women with women or men with men or even non-binary relationships. So again, this is where the conversation gets very complicated, but basically women are traditionally and femininity is traditionally seen or expected to put caretaking and put others really in front of themselves, in front of their own personal goals, in front of their own personal wishes, and even their own personal needs. So where it gets complicated is that this kind of creates this masculinity and femininity, femininity in its traditional sense can create these societal pressures and gender norms. And in the age that we live in, in 2024, gender norms have been, I mean, vastly torn apart and for good reason, because we are such complex individuals. We are such vastly, deeply, beautifully intricate individuals that our personalities, our upbringings, our experiences, and even the ways that we express our energy through our bodies, through the ways that we dress ourselves, the ways that we identify, it's really started to challenge what these have been, these roles have been traditionally and what these words have meant traditionally. So before I dive into that, I do just want to get into really quickly a little bit of the hormonal aspect of it. And again, please note that I'm doing this based on my own interest. I'm definitely not an expert, but it's something that I've talked about with my therapist and I found to be super interesting. So given the sex that you're born with, you tend to have a certain balance of hormones in your body. And those hormones perpetuate certain changes within the body and certain reproductive means within the body, right? So for myself, I was born female. That is the sex of my body. And as I've grown up, I fully have identified with the sex of my body. I'm expected, or it would be expected for me to have higher estrogen in my body. And there's also, sorry, there's also behavioral changes that come 
come with our hormones too. Like I'm sure we have all experienced it at one point or another that our hormones will shift or change and for whatever reasons. I'm currently pregnant right now. My hormones are raging. I am crying and tearing up at like things that I normally wouldn't cry and tear up at. That is a behavioral change based on the hormonal changes going on in my body. Again, where this breaks apart, at least for me, and I know that these conversations again can be really tough, but I'm really hoping that we can have this very, very mature conversation and very respectful conversation. But where this breaks apart for me personally is that I also know that regardless of the sex or gender or identification of a person, we all have both testosterone and estrogen and progesterone. We all have both. We all have all of these things. It's just a matter of the different balances. So this nicely leads me into where I stand on the matter. So I'll start there first and then I'll open up some other input. I know that I said I was going to do it the other way around, but let's just roll with the conversation. So where I stand on the matter, do I think terms like masculinity and femininity, femininity are outdated? It's tough. The reason why I, I'm, a, I'm a professional fence sitter, I've said it once, I'll say it again. I can, I could debate both sides of that because I'll, de I'll debate the side that it is outdated first and then I'll debate myself on my debate. The reason why it could be seen as outdated is because of how long the history of societal pressures and societal norms have been pushed into or grouped into these words. Masculinity doesn't necessarily need to mean man. It doesn't need to mean boy. It doesn't need to mean that, you know, I can't be or I couldn't have any masculine energy in me because I identify fully as a female or I fully identify and love and feel empowered by my femininity. That doesn't mean that I don't ever, you know, express the energy of masculinity through my body or that there would be anything wrong with that or that anything that would make me less of a woman for doing that. I think especially for men, it is seen as something to be shameful of or to push away or to be embarrassed of to express any sense of femininity femininity in their bodies or in their lives so men it's very common to see men like suppress their emotions and lack a sense of empathy and sensitivity and because again culturally and traditionally these have been grouped into what is known as femininity which is also known as being like a womanly attribute so I do think that it could be seen as outdated or possibly harmful when these words carry so much power and carry so much meaning that we haven't necessarily agreed upon ourselves. We've just been raised in a society and raised in a culture that has told us that femininity, again, this is not, this is not a blanket statement. Hopefully you have parents or a community around you that can explain that we all carry both of these energies within us, but that femininity is womanly and that masculinity is manly and that it is fully breaking down into who you are and how you are or move about the world as a person if you were to dip into either one of those energies. Gosh, I hope I'm doing an okay job holding this conversation because I know, again, as sad as it is, I know that this is a, a conversation that can elicit a lot of, for whatever reason, arguments. It's sad it's unfortunate because at the end of the day regardless of how you identify or regardless of the energies that you use to express yourself to the planet like we are all one race we are all one human we are all human and it goes even further than that like we are all earthling and that goes past even being human that goes into every species on the planet every living thing on the planet like we are we all belong to this earth and 
gosh, I feel like that girl from Mean Girls now that's just like, <laughs> I wish we could all just get along. But I do. I really do wish that we could have these conversations. I wish I didn't have to come to these conversations and be afraid to like ignite something that just breeds any kind of hatred or any kind of negative conversation. But I guess the only way that we can actually fix that issue, the only way I can fix that issue, given the resources and the power that I do have, is to host the conversation anyway, say the things, even if you might say them wrong and, you know, have these conversations, ask those questions and open that conversation up. And in my power also think, thankfully due to some of the things you can do on YouTube, you know, I can cut out a lot of the unnecessary hatred and some of the unnecessary projected negativity that comes from, you know, I really don't think anybody actually truly does hate anybody else on the planet. I think hatred really stems from a self-hatred and self-hatred really stems from not being treated right in your life, which again, gives nobody, nobody a free pass to be an asshole on the planet to other human beings. Um, regardless of where you stand. But it just comes down to like, yeah, again, don't know how I totally tangent it off here, but it's not my intention. And I, I really do, I really do love these conversations in person. I love having these really deep and complex and gray area conversations with my loved ones. And, and I want to be able to breach these topics more here. So another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming back to the, I, I do think it could be seen as outdated if we do continue to hold these traditional and perhaps outdated ideas that have been grouped into the words masculinity and femininity. Now, let me argue why I think that we could continue to use it or should continue to use them. I can say that as someone that identifies with the sex of my body, I do feel very empowered by my femininity. I do feel very empowered when I do work in the energies of caretaking, of nurturing, and not in a way that makes me feel like I've been suppressed into those roles. It's in a way, and honestly, in a very empowered sense, because of the generations that have come before me and because of the movements that we've had, I'm able to choose those roles. We live in a very, very, I mean, it's its not sunshine and rainbows and roses. Like, I don't want to make it sound that way, but we do live in a time where we are more empowered than ever, no matter your sex or no matter your identification, to choose who you want to be and then fully express yourself in that manner and fully take that path if you if it fulfills you. And I have found that 
to be very fulfilled by my femininity. I have found that in times where I do lean into my softer energy and I do lean into the things that to me and in my brain and in my expressions of the energies of the planet, when I do lean into the things that to me feel soft and feminine, I, I, I love that feeling. I feel empowered by that feeling. It doesn't to me mean that it's inherently womanly. If anything, I mean, there are people that I can think of that fully, fully have a beautiful sense of femininity to them that identify as male. I, I'm a little apprehensive to be so quick to erase history because it's from human history that we learn and we do better. Um, I The parts that get difficult, and I think especially in today's day and age where we have social media so information and trends and things can create these meanings behind words that aren't necessary you know like i know that it has become a trending topic and i've seen it and i've, I've contributed it to, i'm contributing to it today hosting this conversation but i i do know that it has become like a subgenre of the internet to be like oh like how to be in your divine feminine and how to find divine masculinity or how to heal toxic masculinity or how to heal toxic femininity. And that's even a fully separate conversation that we could totally have because what we really are talking about is energy. And what it boils down to in my belief is that we really are just expressions of energy. So yeah, I don't know. This is a complicated conversation. I would love to hear your input and maybe, you know what? I, I will hear your opinions. Let me pull up your opinions. I think that could actually really help me close out this conversation today. So I first wrote, what are your thoughts on the terms masculine and feminine to define certain traits and energies? I want to have a warm and open, thoughtful conversation on whether these terms are outdated. And here are some thoughts and I'm going to keep these thoughts anonymous. Someone says we should change the terms in my opinion. I think these were concepts created by society that are... Damn, this person knows big words. Caricatured? Caricatured. Example, emotions equal feminine. Yeah, see, I can, I can understand that. I think, again, it comes down to, like, femininity. It doesn't mean emotions equal women. Like, femininity can still be used to express emotions. It's just we're talking about a polar scale, right? And while, again, it does make sense that when you break it down in its simplest form, based on our chromosomes, we have women, we have men, we have sun, we have moon or, or day, and we have night. We have, I'm trying to think of some other opposites, we have light and we have dark. However, in its simplest two-dimensional form, which we are definitely not two-dimensional beings, yeah, there are two sides of that scale. When we bring it to the third dimension, when we bring our our awareness and our ability to be intellectual beings, I would hope so, we can understand that there is a scale between those two polarities, right? So just as much as we can have the two extremes of those polarities, feminine, masculine, emotional, and, and non-emotional or stoicism, if we're gonna talk about a healthier version of that, um, and man and woman or woman and man, we can have a wide range in the middle, a wide, vast, deep range in the middle. Like think about the difference between night and day. We don't flip a switch and suddenly it's midnight and then flip a switch and suddenly it's noon. Like that, does, that doesn't happen. Think about every different 
shade each minute of the day based on where the sun and moon are, based on where we are in any given day or night. That exists, you know? So, okay, let's keep going. For me at least, I think it's evolved. It tailors to moments of my life. Can they coexist together? I love this idea. I totally think they can. I think they can 100% coexist together. And again, I think that there can be a balance of, I think I know, I feel, I shouldn't say I know, I'm not, I feel that there is a balance of both in every single living being and also every single earthling on the planet. Like we can really, again, it doesn't even have to be something that breaks down into sex, gender, or even humans. Like when you get into other cultures, when you even break it down into other languages, like growing up, I've had to learn French Canadian because I am a Canadian and I learned some French. I'm not very good at it, but I always thought to be it to be super interesting that there would be like feminine and masculine terms for certain, like literally like certain nouns. Like if you're talking about a table versus if you're talking about a chair and if you're talking about a cat versus if you're talking about a dog. And that's not to say that inherently a table is feminine or masculine or male or female. It's just, again, to say that all things express all energies and have different energies. So I always thought that to be really cool. And I definitely agree. I think they should be able to coexist together and we should have that maturity as human beings to allow them to coexist together. This is a great perspective. Hi, Kaylin. I'd say that whether these terms are outdated or not depends on the attributes you link to them. I agree. I fully agree. I think, again, if we can come at it with maturity and open-mindedness, then they don't have to be outdated terms. I think we need to get back to having traditional roles and having these terms as the lead. See, that is an interesting point of view. I would love to have a healthy debate with this opinion because why? Why do we have to go back to those traditional roles? And why should these terms and I guess the societal the societal understanding and the societal definitions that have been grouped into these terms, why should they take the lead? What if, what if, even if I fully still lean into and fully feel my femininity, what if I didn't want to start a family? What if I and I used to be this way. I, like before I did start my family, I was fully, fully inspired and encouraged and motivated by the idea of chasing my dreams, of you know, writing books for endless hours of the day and traveling the world and meeting all kinds of people. And if I was told that I would have to or be forced to go into a more traditional role and let my femininity take the lead, then wouldn't that suppress my truest? wish and my truest expression. Now, again, I, I do want a family. I have created the life that I have because it was what I wanted. So I'm saying that as someone that has in, in a way stepped into a more traditional sense of femininity and that feels empowered by it, it doesn't mean that everyone wants to start a family and become a caretaker. And nor do I think that they should, if they don't want to women or not. As a woman, I feel like agency is discouraged. The feminine, it definitely doesn't resonate. Again, I, I, oh, I wish these could be full conversations. I would be like, okay, interesting. I would love a, an explanation as to where the agency gets taken away. Is it because society has created so much meaning and that meaning has created so much power behind these words that it takes away the identity of the individual? Because I can totally see how it doesn't resonate. Yeah. Interesting. So interesting. I'm loving hearing your opinions. Thank you so much for sharing. Masculine to me is just a bit more hard, sharp, and dark. Feminine is more light, delicate, and airy. It has nothing to do with who you are. It is more your aura. 
I love this opinion so, so much. I think that's exactly what I've been trying to get to the heart of. So, you know, if you sent this comment in, thank you so much for really putting it as simply as possible, because that's exactly what I've been trying to get to the heart of, is that it's really just a word used to define one side of a scale that has a full range. Um, so yeah, in a way it's like masculinity. It comes down to in a different culture, if we were to lean into Chinese medicine, ancient traditional Chinese medicine, we would be saying things like yin and yang. But again, those two things, when you think of the yin yang symbol, it's got a little bit of one in the other. And it's such a beautiful, perfect, simple expression of exactly what at least I'm trying to get at here today, is that there is always a little bit of one in the other. It's not fully black, fully white. It's not fully dark, fully light. It is a little bit of each because to have one means the other and there's all this room in between. So beautiful, beautiful point of view. Um, ooh, we have a long point here. I think the terms are perfect, but people don't really understand the terms fully. I feel like we were told that they were material instincts, not feminine traits. Now more people are not having kids, which they have every right, and they are finding correct terms for things, such as masculine and feminine. All humans have both, but some have more of one than the other. We are listening more to ourselves and our bodies now, and finding ourselves more now. Yeah, I love that. It, we live in a time where we are able to really sit with these definitions and these terms and strip away a lot of the parts of it where we are like, you know what? I don't really agree with that. I don't agree that femininity is just for women or I don't agree with that masculinity is just for men. And I want to sit with where that balance is and really just lean into the fullest expression of myself. You know, I love that we have come to a time where that is becoming more, more welcomed. I think every concept regarding gender, as everything we know, is just a concept created by society. Therefore, it has the potential, much like everything, to be beneficial or prejudicial. It's just a matter of how. Beautiful. And so true. Yeah, again, I think that the main, the main thesis that we seem to be getting at here is that it really boils down to a willingness, a maturity, and an openness of all of us as a collective being able to hold space for the diverse complexity of energy and what we're speaking of and to as much as we need to at times bring it down to its most simplest form to understand that it's not that simple and it's not that black and white and there's so much there's so much to it that if we do try to I think break it down into its simplest form, we strip away so much of the beauty and so much of the diversity that comes with life as we know it. And yeah, it's so true. It has it has the power to be beneficial, but it also can be used as a weapon to be prejudicial. And we need to be very, very careful that we don't allow that. And again, we need to, at least in my opinion, when I when I do see it be used in a pre prejudicial way, I think it becomes to me, and maybe I went into the wrong field. I know it in some ways I have gone into the wrong field in my life and I should have I should have made it my life's purpose to like fully dive into like the mental health aspect of why we we see so much hatred and we see so much prejudice and we see so much um like divisiveness in human beings 
Um, if I could say I had like one sole purpose where the day-to-day responsibilities were stripped away, I think it would be my, I would make it my life's mission to understand why there's divisiveness and to come together to find a way to bring unity to the planet uh, again in a rosy colored world. The power lies in the individual and the individual is going to choose based on their ability to separate themselves from perhaps the pain they're feeling or have felt uh, or move past it and heal it in a way that allows them to, even if they've experienced pain, even if, if they've experienced fear, uh, that they can still allow their main goal to be the unity of, of us as a race, as us as earthlings, and also the love of one another, even those that we see as very different from ourselves. Very cool. This is such a cool conversation. I'm glad we're having it. I hope that I've done an okay job at it. Um, again, I would love to hear your opinions too. If this has sparked any kind of thoughts that you want to share um, in the comments, you can do so on YouTube. Um, let me see if there's a couple more opinions I can jump out here. I think it's based on stereotypes and that's not a good thing. Agreed. I think it can. That's exactly it. Is that it, there have stereotypes have been created around these words, especially with things like social media, where things get perpetuated so much that these stereotypes get hard to strip away from the words. But in its traditional sense, like, can we bring it back to just being an expression of energy and not being an expression of gender or sex? That's, I think, the goal, right? where these terms don't necessarily have to be outdated. And my camera is going to die, so I should wind down this conversation, but there were so many other more beautiful inputs and I am I'm just so glad to to read such wide range but also so much love and respect in these responses. Like nobody is being rude at all or creating any kind of like de defensiveness. It's just very much open like this is what I think and I'm I really appreciate you guys sending your opinions in. Um and I did do a poll, so let's go to the poll. The poll was, do you think masculine and feminine are outdated? And here was the consensus. 26% said yes, 54% said no, and 21% said unsure. So what this tells me is that there's an equal amount of like the yes and I don't know. So, and that's, it's almost 50-50 if you add those two together. It would end up being 47% saying I don't know, or like, yeah, I think we should find better terms. And 54 saying, no, I think we're okay. And what that means to me is I feel like we're at a point where we're, we're al allowing ourselves to have these thoughts, to have these conversations and think like there could be better words for this. No, I think that we actually have the maturity to continue to use these terms and to strip away the stereotypes and to allow ourselves to see it as an expression of energy, because I, I would probably vote no, um, that we could leave these terms in place but use a more intel intelligent version of them, you know, to, to use them with wholeheartedness and open-mindedness and not in its simplest forms or in, in the forms that they've come with their stereotypes. So, wow, what a conversation. I want to hear your opinions. Please let me know down below. I didn't even take a sip of my tea that whole time because we were just fully in it which is kind of perfect because now it's like the best temperature where it's not too hot and it's not too cold. So I appreciate you guys having this conversation with me today. I want to hear your thoughts. Please share them. And if you aren't following Kaylin's Coffee Talk on Instagram, be sure to so you can be part of future conversations. And without further ado, I will talk to all of you guys in the next one. Bye everyone. Mm -hmm.